0: Believe in magic In a young girl's heart How the music can free her Whenever it starts I better not Keep singing I'm either going to have you turn this off Because it sounds so bad Or else one of those algorithms Is going to say Hey, you are in violation Because you have used lyrics And music without permission Ha! Right. Anyhow, my name is Chuck Tuck, and thanks for joining me today. We are in the year 2022. This is the first episode of the new year. My guest today is a young up-and-coming. Well, he's really not up-and-coming because he has been doing this for a number of years, and he is very experienced. But not only that, he is the sharpest-dressed magician that you are ever going to come across. His name is Jake Schwartz. So, let's get right into it, right after this short announcement. Hey Jake, thanks for joining me today. So, I gotta ask this real quick. Magician or illusionist? A lot. I I get asked this question um, a lot, and I'm sure
1: other magicians do. Magician, illusionist, mentalist, what's the difference Um, I kind of think of it almost as an umbrella. A magician is all of the above. Uh, Somebody who's a mentalist or an illusionist is a magician. So magician is just the broad general term an illusionist specifically is somebody who does big illusions. That's what when we say illusions, magician to magician, we mean those large sawing a lady in half, we mean the things with the pyrotechnics and the giant glass chambers that fill up with smoke and then, you know, people start walking out of it or, you know, amazing things like that, but they're they're very big, they're very large scale. That's what we call illusions. Mentalists and mentalism is another subset of magic, and uh, that is, refers to people who read other people's minds. Uh-huh. So someone who's doing mentalism is trying to read somebody else's mind. So I have done all of the above. I've done illusions. I do mentalism currently in my show. I wouldn't consider myself an exclusive mentalist or an exclusive illusionist. While it does you know, happen in my show every once in a while, um, and, I, and I do do it – You know, fairly frequently, it's not the only thing that I do. So
0: I would say magician is probably best. Okay. Well, I'll say this if you are a mentalist and reading my mind right now, you know that I'm thinking you are the best dressed magician (laughs) that I have ever come across. This is great.
1: Well, thank you, first of all. And yes, of course I knew that, obviously. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm a big believer in the statement the devil is in the details and so for me, I want every part of my show to be reflective of who I am as a person and so I think about, and I talk about this in my show as well, that I think about every single little detail, I think about how I stand when I walk over here, when I walk over there where I look, when I smile, when I do this and that, every little detail is important to me, including the way that I dress and so uh, I appreciate the compliment and it means that much more because it is a, 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 an intentional thing that I do, this is my genuine favorite way to dress, I love getting dressed for work and so you know these suits are really
0: an extension of who i am that's awesome i mean it definitely grabs your attention too you're like wow look at that guy so how did you get into magic i mean what made you turn to magic Believe it or not, I started magic when I
1: was two years old, which is not the norm. Most people really don't start anything when they're two years (laughs) old. Right? I somehow started magic, and I started magic this way. I was a super picky eater when I was a kid, and so I was having trouble eating. I wouldn't eat as so many kids do, and so my parents kind of devised this game that they decided they would play with me to get me to eat where they would say, Hey, Jake, make your food disappear, and I would eat my food, and they go, Oh, my God that was amazing and they you know freak out or whatever little did they know playing that game over and over again would lead to me now over 20 years later doing magic professionally and i fell in love with That reaction, being able to give that "oh my gosh" moment that only a magic trick can give to other people, and so of course I didn't have have a name to put on it then. I didn't know how to describe it back then, but that's really what it was, and that feeling still exists within me today.
0: Wow! Well, that made me think about my sister um, and the vegetables when we were little, because she would do a magic trick with a napkin and her vegetables. She put the veggies in her mouth, put the napkin up there. Right. Disappeared into the <laughs> napkin. No, I know it, your magic wasn't like that.
1: <laughs> it so I actually I I did eat it, but a, a lot of people have that like similar story, and it it's it's more similar probably than people are, will give it credit for you know i've kind of the one in a million person who wound up doing it full time you know all these years later um but the same it's the same concept you got to wait till your parents aren't looking or maybe you say hey mom can you go get me whatever a glass of water and while she's you're misdirecting her while you do you, the secret move which is taking the broccoli out and giving it to the dog or whatever the case may be but that's how it all
0: started for me as well <laughs> well wow, that is super super cool uh so is that part of the, I don't know if part of that's, if this is the right term to say, but is that part of the allure is, well, let me rephrase this. Is part of the allure for the magic for you is getting that wow, as you said earlier, from, from your audience, and what is the allure for the people that are viewing and watching magic? What is it that's, that you think it's, that's fascinating to them?
1: Yeah, there's something so unique about when you watch a good magic trick that just doesn't exist in any other art form or entertainment space, in my opinion. And when you see a good magic trick, you're not thinking about, oh, I need to go take the kids here. I need to go pay my taxes. I need to do this or that. You're really truly in the moment. And it's sort of a universal language is kind of how I would put it because there's very few things that can get a lot of people – a lot of different people – in one room, and kind of feeling the same feeling, and talking about the same things all at once, like a good magic trick can. And so, a lot of people think of magic as a competition, which I think is uh, is sort of an old way of thinking. Um, and I think in today's day and age, of what magic has become, it's kind of fallacious. And they think of magic as if you can figure it out, you win, and if you can't figure it out, I win. But Today, in 2021, about to be 2022, magic is an art form, and it's a way for people to express themselves, and it's a way to tell stories and connect with people. It's so much more than what it was, you know, 100 years ago, which was, come see the great whatever, and bet you can't figure out this, that, or the other. Now, it's so much more than that, and that's really what it keeps me in love, what I fell in love with, and what keeps me in love with magic to this day.
0: That's cool, because... Um Penn and Teller, you know, I, I don't know what they consider themselves, illusionists, uh, mentalists, magicians, <laughs> but I think they, they have like one of the longest running shows in Vegas, which, which goes to tell you, like you so that there is a definite um, allure and, and it's a fascination with tricks, with magic and everything. Yeah, exactly. And Penn & Teller, it's funny that you bring
1: them up, actually, because they were my absolute idols growing up. Um, I I was obsessed with Penn & Teller. I've seen pretty much every like special TV show that they've ever done. Uh, I I just love what they do. And and when I saw Penn & Teller and really started looking into their stuff for the first time, they brought up this concept that if you reveal a secret to the audience, but then two tricks later – use that secret and nobody notices, how much did you really reveal? And they were the first people to kind of approach that line of what is the actual value of a of a secret, right? And so what can how much can we give to the audience without fully, you know, tipping the scales, if, yeah. if that makes any sense. And that was just so mind blowing to me to think about magic in that way. Uh, that the secret actually isn't the most important part. The most important part is what you can say and what you can do with a magic trick. And so after I saw them, it, it completely changed the way that I look at the art form as a whole.
0: So they're, they're absolute geniuses and, and rightful legends. So this might be a stretch, but would you say then that getting into magic kind of helps you gain confidence in, in yourself and in doing things and meeting people and everything else? I absolutely would, and I've got a bunch of
1: different things that we can talk about on this, and we can, you know, get to each one of them and maybe uh, talk about them in, in further detail because I'm sure certain things will resonate with different people differently. Um, but the first story that I'll tell you about how thinking like a magician, you know, can help you gain some confidence. I growing up, you know, I've been doing magic as as I told you since I was 2 and up until about the age of 13 I was terrified to tell people that I did magic because it was the thing that made me stand out, it was the thing that made me weird, it was the thing that made me only me. And so growing up, I I really tried not to tell people that I did magic because I just wanted to fit in as a lot of kids do. And eventually one day I went away to performing arts camp and I I went to this camp specifically for the magic program. They're very well known uh, for being really great performing arts camp, but I went there specifically to learn magic. And so I got there, I started to unpack all my stuff and a kid named Josh in my bunk came up to me and asked me what I did because everybody at a performing arts camp does something, whether it's, you know, painting or Whatever the case may be for me, it's magic. And I was so did not want to answer that question because I was like, let me at least build up some street cred here before I have to tell these people the dreaded fact that I do magic. Eventually, I wound up telling him, and I will never forget the way that he just looked at me and went, okay, which I was like, what? Like, okay, what do you, that wasn't even a possibility. Uh, in my mind and so I now you know as I do shows all over I I try to be that okay for other people to let them know that that thing that makes you only you that thing that makes you weird just might be your coolest trait
0: well what's running my through my head right now is I think second to a puppy knowing magic is probably the best way of meeting a gal a girl (laughs) (laughs) a lot of magicians um get into magic for, for
1: just that reason. They don't really know how to, even if it's a girl or if it's you know a, a peer or if it's you know maybe somebody in business that you don't know how to talk to, magic is a really cool icebreaker and that's why a lot of people get into it. Of course, it wasn't the way I got into it, but it's a, 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 the reason a lot of people do get into magic.
0: Huh. Uh, so then I guess it's going to go hand in hand with, uh, I, I think actually you have this on your website where you talk about, how magic actually can help you overcome some of your anxieties and things like that. Are there certain steps or what is it that helps you get over your anxieties with magic?
1: Yeah, so this is something that I went through the ringer on. Um, When I was in college for maybe my sophomore and junior year, I I was dealing with really, really bad anxiety and I was having trouble figuring out why I was so anxious all the time. And suddenly I remember I was uh, down the shore because it was over the summer and uh, I'll never forget. I was just so overwhelmed with emotion that I was like, "I I don't know how to express this. I just need to express this the only way I know how. And that is by doing a magic trick. So I just, wrote out everything I was feeling in the context of a magic trick. And suddenly I was able to take a step back away from myself and look at that thing that I had created. And it made me feel so much better. And I was able to look at really a physical manifestation of all of my problems and insecurities at the time. And I was able to be like, okay, this is this is not as big as I had thought it was, and so my advice: if you're going through that type of thing, or if you ever do, and I hope nobody does, but it, you know, if you do, um, it, it can be really helpful to pour yourself into something creative because then you're able to sort of take a step back and look at the things that you're feeling um, from a detached point of view. And moreover, if you're able to make something amazing like a magic trick or maybe you make some art or whatever the case, maybe a song. If you're able to share that with other people and letting them benefit from the creative outlet that you or the creative thing that you just made, that's so much more rewarding as well.
0: You know what? I never thought about it like that. You're you're absolutely right because there are people that go out there um, without expecting anything, but they help somebody. Then that person feels good. Then you feel good about what you did. And now I see how magic can do the same thing you brought a smile to somebody's face and you brighten up their day so actually that's re- really cool i know a lot of this stuff is probably the same old questions you've been answering but you've been doing a lot of um interviews and stuff like that recently haven't you
1: Yeah, I have it. And I I will also say, this is my favorite thing in the world to do and talk about. So you're welcome to ask away, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, why is it that all of a sudden we've got this time of everybody's being separated, we're getting vaxxed, we're not getting vaxxed, and then here comes Jake and his magic show, and you're like, bam, it's, it's happening big what do you attribute that to? Is it that where people are missing something and you're fulfilling that gap? Um, kind of like what we said about the happiness and you want to make them feel good and this is what they need? I, you know, I, I think so.
1: I think there's a, probably a bunch of different things about it, um, and some of them I probably won't even realize until 20 years down the line. And I look back and be like, oh wow, I was doing this and that, and I didn't even realize it. But right now, you know, as we talked about, my goal is to bring that amazing feeling of being in the present when you watch something amazing. Something that's something everybody can enjoy, no matter you know your political affiliation or no matter. Th- anything in your background it doesn't matter any everybody can and should be able to enjoy a magic show and like you mentioned you know that's something that we need so much now because everybody all we hear about today is why you should be worried why you should be afraid why you should hate somebody but I try to be the opposite of all of those things. I try to say everybody that comes to my magic shows, you know, we're all in the same room and we're all the same. We all have problems. We all have things that we're going through. And like we talked about, the best part of my job is when people come up to me after the show and say, "I really liked when you talked about such and such. I, I didn't think about it like that, and that really resonated with me." Because that's why that's why I do it. You know, as much as magic is fun for me, it's fun for me because of the things that I'm able to inspire in other people.
0: So have you been able to do these magic shows uh, virtually? Has it made it any more difficult for you because of the situation we're in right now? Yeah, I have did a few virtual shows um, at the beginning, like right
1: when everything was locking down. And that, that at the time was 15 days to stop the spread. Now we're Three years later, but <laughs> at the time, <laughs> um, and so I did a few virtual shows there. Most of my shows fortunately now, I mean it's pretty much all of them are, are, are in person, which is amazing. And even if uh, you know I'm distanced a little bit or whatever the case may be, um, being in the room and feeling the energy and feeding off of an audience and getting to know people is, is, my, is the best part of one of the best parts of my job. and so I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to be doing uh, in-person shows now
0: cool that's actually really good so i'm going to uh, i'm going to take a step and say so you probably do a lot of corporate gigs and things like that uh trade shows you're out there so those are picking up yeah
1: absolutely companies are
0: are starting to be back together and
1: they're starting to have events for their clients or their employees and uh they need something to rally around you know and they need something that brings everybody together and as you already know based on what we already talked about that's that's right up my alley that's my uh mo that's what i my my priority number one is bringing people together and so uh, to be able to do that for companies and organizations and help them uh Create a better situation for either their clients or their employees um is not something that I look over uh, or or take really lightly
0: uh so how would somebody get a hold of you to 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 help bring everybody together?
1: Yeah. Well, the best way to get in touch with me is through my social medias. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The Magic of Jake Schwartz. Or if you're looking to book me right now for tomorrow, uh, my website is www.jakeofspades.com. Almost like the card Jack of Spades, except my name's Jake.
0: (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome uh, which I want to ask you though there there are several there's three steps I think that you said that uh goes into creating a good magic trick can you can you go over those steps with us?
1: Yeah, absolutely and I say these three steps are also steps that you can apply to anything you want to do well in life. Mm-hmm. And so the first step for me, when you go to learn a magic trick, you need to learn how the trick works, which sounds like duh, okay, of course you do, but in doing that, in being willing to learn the secret to a magic trick, you need to admit that you don't know everything. And so that's something that sounds really easy and sounds simple, but it's much, much more difficult to put into practice. And so if you want to be successful at anything, I think step number one should be being okay with admitting you don't know everything and active, in fact actively seeking to learn new things and actively seeking ways to change and better yourself. So that's number one. Step number two, once you've learned the secret to a magic trick, you got to practice it. you got to do it a million times in your room and make sure you work out as many of the kinks as you possibly can before you put it on stage. And that's also true with anything. You know, if you want to get good at something, you need consistency, right? If you go to the gym once, you're not going to be a bodybuilder you need to go consistently. If you want to eat healthy, you you know, having one healthy meal isn't going to cut it. You need to eat well on a consistent basis. And just like learning a magic trick, you need to practice consistently and you need to to build up a routine that enables you to succeed and, and, and get comfortable and familiar with whatever you're trying to do. The last step to uh, uh, making a good magic trick is, of course, you need to show that magic trick to other people. And so how do you do that? You need to consider their perspectives. You need to be able to empathize with other people. So once you have uh, learned this new skill, you've gone over it a bunch of times, you know you're good at it, all of that means nothing if you can't communicate it to other people and you can't uh, use that skill to provide value to other people. People. So, just to kind of quick in summary, learn new things, develop consistency, and learn how to communicate and provide value to other people. Those are the three steps to creating any good magic trick. And they're also three steps that will get you very far if you're trying to be successful in anything in life.
0: Hey, hey, hey. I hope you're enjoying it so far. I just wanted to jump in real quick and thank all of you for being a listener and being a subscriber. But if you have not subscribed yet, please do so. Also, it helps with the algorithm if you leave a comment and try to be gentle on that. All right, let's get right back to it. Book them on the Oprah show or something. <laughs> You're more <laughs> than your, magician. From your mouth. <laughs> You're I'm more hoping. than the magician. You're a motivational speaker right now because those are really good tips. I mean, like I said, some of them you might go, oh, well, yeah, I knew that. That was obvious. But sometimes the obvious is what we miss out on because it's right there in front of us and we just don't need, we don't think about it and we need somebody to, to point it out. So I yeah. thank you for doing that. I mean, that, that, that helps me as well. Oh, I'm so glad. And yeah, I mean, even as a magician, you know, I, I think I'm, I
1: consider myself to be pretty good at magic, to be one of the best, but yet still I'll, show things to other people, to my friends or mentors or whatever the case, and they're like, oh, you're doing this. And I'm like, really? That was what I was doing wrong? Like, you know, things still surprise you. And as, as in control of things as as we think we are, we're often uh, unaware of our blind spots.
0: All right. So you use the word, one of the best. So I need to point this out. You are an award-winning magician as well, internationally too, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And you've had the opportunity to travel all over – the country, if not uh, different parts of the world, to to perform? Yeah, yeah.
1: I've been able to do magic in amazing places uh, like Canada and Israel, but also uh, now most of my shows, I'm I'm based out of Philadelphia, so most of my shows are kind of in the tri-state area. I'm fortunate enough to be near big cities like New York and Washington, D.C. and Philly, Um, but I do go all over the country for my shows, which is amazing.
0: All right, this is going to sound nuts to ask because they're probably I don't know if there's an answer do you have a favorite type of audience uh so if you break it down age brackets or whatever I would say um 13 and up because
1: I I love talking about these complex topics that oftentimes when you're a little kid you don't Quite grasp in entirety in its entirety um and rightfully so, you know when you're under thirteen you, you should get to just be a kid and you shouldn't have to worry or or even be asked to think about these things, but I love you know diving into these more complex topics like the anxieties or you know just the way that we look at the world, and I love making those things funny and and profound and emotional, so I would say thirteen and up, however, as we talked about, you know I, I do a lot of corporate shows and college shows as well
0: cool um. This one, I'm gonna guess nobody's asked you, and I'm gonna ask uh, this one because this is just I'm throwing excited. it out there. Yeah, is there a favorite, or is there a good magic movie? Is there a movie that's out there that portrays or has magic in it that you would say, you know what, that's a really good movie? I would recommend people go out and and watch that or rent that.
1: Uh, that uh-huh. is such a great question, <laughs> and it's something that is often Debated amongst magicians, so I don't know that I, I am necessarily even qualified to be the definitive voice. But I do think it's a fun conversation because even if you look at like Marvel movies, there's like magic and wizards, but that's not you know magicians. Um, I would say Now You See Me has had had a lot of really uh, brilliant magic consultants, and so a lot of the things that you see in Now You See Me are real moves that magicians use. Like there's a scene where they're trying to escape. I believe this is in the second one, and I haven't seen these in a while, so you have to excuse me if I don't get every detail exactly right, but they're trying to escape security and they need to get a card through security without security seeing them. Certain things, like if you throw a card and it ricochets off this wall, that wall, and the light, and like directly into somebody's hand, that could never happen. However, the moves that we would call like a back palm, which is where they hide, they're hiding the card on the back of their hand and they flip their hand over it while keeping the card on the same side so it's hidden, things like that are real, and uh, uh, those moves were brought to the now you see me set by actual magicians
0: wow uh so are you one of those the uh type of magicians that does up close magic or are you at, at at a distance i mean is there actually is there a difference between that are there magicians who who have a preference or specialize in close magic versus a far away absolutely far away, meaning on stage Just- Right, right. <laughs> um,
1: just like there are magicians who will specialize in illusions or will specialize in mentalism, there are magicians who will specialize in close up magic. I do close up magic usually uh, when I do what I call a walk around show, and that would be uh, at something like a cocktail hour where I would kindly kind of be mingling through the crowd. Um, But I I love close-up magic. My favorite, absolute favorite type of magic to do is something called parlor magic. And this is sort of an in-between the big illusions of sawing a lady in half and the close-up magic. I I do love both, but my absolute favorite, I'm sorry, I, I love all three, I should say, the illusions, the parlor, and the close-up, but my favorite is parlor magic, and it uses a lot of recognizable objects, so things like red solo cups, or, um, you know, notepads, or letters, or things like that, that people see in their everyday life, and um, that's my that, thats my favorite type of magic too, I find it to be the most relatable, at least for me and my style, um, but there are magicians who specialize in the much bigger things and the much smaller things as well.
0: Is there a book or do you have anything on your website where uh, you give a quick lesson on uh, how to perform a magic trick? And is that a right so, thing for me to say? Is it a magic trick? It, or yeah, do I take out I the think word so. trick? <laughs> I think so i i, I mean i
1: don 't know i 'm not going to get super picky i don 't I have never found a magician who 's been offended by the word' trick um, but i I do do something really fun and i don 't want to give too much away, but I do it in my live show where I teach the audience a magic trick, and there 's a little extra kicker there at the end that i won 't reveal, but that is a lot of fun, and um, you know a lot of people ask me. How does magic even still exist? If no if nobody shares the secrets, how does magic still exist? And my answer is it's just like you wouldn't give a car to somebody who's never going to drive it. Magicians don't give away their secrets except for people who are going to take that secret and use it to inspire magic in other people.
0: You know, it's funny that you say that about how does it still exist because I think about today or I think about myself. And when you're a kid, you believe in the bunny rabbit and the you know, Santa Claus and all that stuff. And as we get older, we, we, we stop believing and, uh, the gnomes are gone other than sitting in our garden statues or whatever. So it is so cool that magic is still around and kids love it. Teens love it. Adults love it. And seniors. I mean, it goes across the entire age, uh, spectrum of the age, Right, yeah, and, and a lot of people ask me, is magic real? That's another question
1: that mm. I get all the time. And my answer, most magicians would say no, magic is not real. I would argue the opposite. I think magic does exist. However, I think it's not exclusive to tricks. I think tricks are a really great vehicle through which to experience real magic. But in my opinion, magic is, real magic at least, is any moment that you experience where nothing else in the world matters. So there's plenty of other times when this happens. If you're if you're watching a wedding proposal. If you're watching, you know, a sporting event, at, let's say you're at a playoff hockey game and somebody scores an overtime winning goal, 20,000 people are going nuts all at once. You're going to tell me that's not real magic. That's real magic. That's where everybody at once suddenly nothing else in the world matters and you're only you're truly in the present and that feeling is is utterly indescribable and that is what makes it real magic. So it tricks are a great way through which you can experience that feeling however, I think there are other uh, places where real magic does exist
0: That is very very awesome how you put it that way because you're right it, it, it's not every day that you get 15 20 people, let alone a thousand or 20,000 people all of a sudden jump up at one time and have that same aha moment or feeling and, and that that is it's it's magic. It's magic when that happens, and that's the coolest thing about the magic show. Is that
1: I try to give that feeling to the whatever room I'm in, as many people as possible, um, as frequently as I possibly can during my show. And similarly, you know, that's why a lot of people think. A lot of people go to a lot of live sports events but then think that they don't need to go to the theater or that they wouldn't like the theater. But to me, it's pretty much the same thing because that feeling, that, oh, my gosh, feeling of truly being in the moment um, is, is something that can be um, provoked by, by both.
0: Very cool. I'm going to throw this out there. So there are – I've met a few magicians in my life. I've seen a, a, a handful and seen a handful of people. David Copperfield. Remember that guy?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just...
0: I think I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he is one of maybe two people that have, that have ever, and I don't know if this was some sort of magic that he cast amongst, out to everybody, but there was such an aura about him. And I would imagine that people being in the, the same room with you during your shows, uh, just like you said, the way you carry yourself and everything, there is an aura of magic about you.
1: Thank you so much. I mean that's a, a an incredibly uh meaningful compliment to even have my name in the in the same sentence as him is uh is unbelievable. He's absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal can't say enough good things about not only who he is and and it, the his show, but also what he's done for the art of magic as a whole is uh is is unbelievable.
0: So what do you think of these uh, street magicians that are out there these days? Uh, you know the most popular one to me is the uh, Chris Angel. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, those things are pretty spectacular that what they're doing out there in front of people out in the open. Um, how do they it's... do that?) <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't. We can't go trick by trick because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, tape yeah.
1: there that we'd have to go through. However, I will say, um, you know, I think David. Blaine, most magicians would credit David Blaine by kind of being the first person to ever have that idea and, and find a way to take it mainstream. And so nobody had ever thought about. I mean, some people had done magic in that context before. In fact, magic the the very first magicians did it in sort of that context, or at least the context was more similar to a David Blaine Street Magic than it would be to a theater show. Um, And and that started in Egypt back a long, long time ago, there's hieroglyphics that depict people doing the cups and balls and that is how magic is believed to have started, to my knowledge at least, um, that people would, in ancient Egypt, would wait outside the theaters and as people would come out of the theater, there would be somebody there taking bets on the cups and balls. And of course, it's magic and it's sleight of hand and it's rigged from the beginning, but they would get people through understanding their psychology to bet on the wrong cup. But that was not a theater set Setting. It was real people in the moment and you're really fooling them. And there's nothing like being able to see magic right under your nose. And so I think people sort of feel represented um, and they, they, a lot of times you see magic and you're like, man, if I was there, you know, if I could just see it up close. And when you see somebody who gets to see it up close and they're still so blown away and they're freaking out, you sort of feel represented when you're watching those specials, which is an amazing thing.
0: I love watching those specials. I seriously I'm going, all right, they turned the camera off and then they did something, but no. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things that are, are just magicians were the first psychologists. We were the first people to think, okay, how does the human brain actually work? Before, you know, a psychologist was even a thing that somebody could become. Again, in ancient Egypt, if you if some if I was a magician in ancient Egypt and I was doing the cups and balls outside that theater, I need to be able to understand how other people's brains work. Otherwise, I'm not going to eat that night. And so that's sort of how it developed and, and how this art form of hacking into the human brain um, to figure out how it works, what you're going to think, that type of thing is uh, is is how it all started, and it's it's a wow. ginormous part of being a magician that is oftentimes overlooked because we think of you know cause and effect, that we think if you do this, you know then the trick will work, or if you don't do it then. But there's so much more that's at play, and um, you know one of the greatest, magi- I think the greatest living magician right now name is named Juan Tamariz, He's he's essentially Essentially, the David Copperfield of Spain, he has a book called The Magic Way where he discusses in such great detail the path that's, that the human mind goes through when you watch a magic trick and how it's our job as the magician to put different roadblocks and different alleyways that lead nowhere just by the things that we say, little subconscious things that seem like hints but are really false leads so that we wind up fooling people and giving them that oh
0: my gosh moment by the end. So this truly is a craft that you that – that. You have to work on, it. and like I said, part of the step is you have to you have to do it often. You have to practice your craft. So, um, can can somebody learn a trick in a day? I mean, just something simple or less than a day, or, or do they have to spend weeks and months and years in order to even get one magic trick down? Well, the great thing about magic is, believe it or not, it's the second most
1: published about profession in the history of the world. The only profession with more published works on it than magic is the medical profession. And so the good thing about magic, it seems daunting, but to me it's one of my favorite parts of being a magician is that I could read and learn all day, every day for the rest of my life. And I wouldn't even make a dent in what's available to me. And so the, the the short answer to your question is yes. I was part of the first generation of magicians to grow up with YouTube as a tool, and so that's how I started by learning these tricks that you can just get down in a day, just to get your foot wet, just to be able to to try it out. And so I would get you know books from my elementary school library, the public library, and then eventually I was learning on YouTube as well before I got better connected and had access to more advanced um, you know information, but. Yeah, that's how you start. You learn these these cool, you know, simple magic tricks that you can learn and then perform twenty minutes later. And it's a great way to get
0: started in it. Cool. Oh, you know, that's that's really interesting too. That it is like the uh, like said the second. What was it? The second. Uh, the second most. The most... I, I
1: don't know how if there's a a uh, a media savvy way of wording
0: it, but I, what I said was second most <laughs> published about profession. Because. And, and then I thought the first thing that came in my mind about the first one, I was like, oh, I know, it's prostitution. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> then, I'm like, oh, hold it. We're not talking the oldest. <laughs> right, then, right. Then, uh, that's then, what I was going to say. <laughs> and then you say medical. And I'm like, oh, I guess it, they'll pull my mind out of that gutter. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. uh, uh, uh. Sorry, we'll take it. We'll take it. I've, there's uh, there's plenty of magicians who have gone the dirty route as well. You could, there's That's the cool
0: thing about magic. You can do clean and dirty tricks. <laughs> uh, so is... Is there anything else that you can add to this as far as the fascination of magic? Uh, where is magic going to go? Like you said, there are magicians who are illusionists who have done these tricks where they've... Didn't they make the Statue of Liberty disappear a jet? I don't know if it was David Blaine yeah, or Chris that, Angel, Yeah, that was Copperfield. That, okay. Well, there we go. Thanks. Yeah. See, the, it all and connects. A, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> is, is there a... A direction that is changing uh, magic and magicians and um, you know, the folks that's in your craft because of the internet and things like that. Are, are things changing or is technology changing? Is it enhancing? Uh, what's, what is happening today with magic
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question. And you brought up a lot of great things because the internet obviously changed everything. Um, and, and so there's a, a, a couple different answers. So I'll, I'll try to answer it as succinctly as I possibly can. As I said, magic is becoming, especially today, more and more of an art form. It's becoming more than just here's a trick, either you figure it out or you don't. Um, I think of examples like Derek DelGaudio, um is a phenomenal magician who had a show off-Broadway called In and of Itself. And the whole point, it's, it's, it's a piece of theater expressed through magic tricks. And that's, you know, a a direction that magic is headed in right now. But what's great about magic, I think, in magic today is that if you look at my show and you look at uh, a guy like Shin Lim, who I think is the best pure sleight of hand magician of the world today, he doesn't talk very much during his actual performance. I don't shut up. So (laughs) you can watch our shows and they're almost, you know, except for the fact that we're both doing magic tricks, they're pretty much completely different Experiences, and that can be said about pretty much every successful uh, working magician. When you go to see that show, it's their unique spin on it, and so that's the coolest thing about magic is that it's becoming a way for people to express themselves more and more, and and all the different ways and areas that you can find magic are are expanding, which is incredible. Um, To your point about the internet. There are reveal videos on the internet that a lot of magicians got really scared and they're like, oh my gosh, all our secrets, you know, all this thing, this thing that we've worked so hard to build up and protect and maintain is now just completely being blown up by, you know, kids who usually don't even respect the craft or don't know anything about it, but they're just giving away the secret because they learned it and they're trying to get views on YouTube. And so while I do think by and large that's problematic, I also think it's inspired magicians to put even more of their own unique spin on it, because I can take a move from this book or and a move from this book and put it all in one routine and wrap it in it with a message that's unique to me and when I do that, there's nothing you can go home and search because you won't you don't know enough about the history of those slights of those moves to be able to even find anything mm-hmm. um, uh, you know so all you pretty much know is the story and how I told it, and so I, I think it's pushed magicians to be better. I also think it's, it, it has become a great place for kids like me to start. Um, you know while I I, don't know, I haven't learned most of my magic knowledge from YouTube, I did start off that way, and that was a great thing for me, who didn't know where to go, who didn't know any other magicians. I was still able to learn magic because of
0: the internet.: well, um, you know, if I could do anything to help out the um, magic magician community i would say you you really hit it home when you kind of alluded to the fact that it doesn't matter if uh you do the same trick as another magician you have your own personality your own spin on it so what i would add for is if if somebody's out there watching and listening and they're like you know eh magic magic i seen it 10 years ago it's all the same no open <laughs> Close your mind and reopen the mind and have it empty and go see a magic show. Yeah, you're exactly right. You can kind of think of it almost like –
1: an um, artist with a paintbrush. You know, you can give this two different artists the same paintbrush and the same paint, but they're going to create something completely different. And that's where magic is headed right now. Because I've had this conversation because the secret is so important in magic, and I've had this discussion with some of my magician friends. And I was like, well, you know, should I really should I be trying to invent my own things? And my, I was talking to a friend, and he's like, you don't ask a paint. A, a painter to reinvent his paintbrush every time he goes to make a painting. And so that's, you know, like like you mentioned, it's very similar to magic. The tools and the, and the moves might be the same, but every magician uh, – and, that, and that's the goal, right? With, with any art form, you want every person to be able to express themselves differently through it, and that's fortunately where
0: magic is headed, and, and I think that's a great direction to be going in. Um, would you mind, once again, telling everybody that's watching and listening where they can – Uh, get in touch with you or where they could follow you on the social media sites and stuff like that on your different yeah
1: absolutely yeah the best way to keep up with me is on facebook instagram and tiktok at the magic of jake schwartz i post uh, content there almost daily not every single day but most days about stuff that i'm doing or magic tricks or whatever the case may be at the magic of jake schwartz also my website is www.jakeofspades.com
0: i i I love that (laughs) jakeofspades.com (laughs) <laughs>
1: Thank you. I, You know, I had the name for like I had the website name for a while when I had first started my very, very first website. And that's a whole other story. But my very first website had the same name. And then I kind of grew up a little and I was like, that's so corny. I didn't, don't want to do that. And I, I trashed it. Um, but now I agree with you. I think it's it's easy and it's catchy. And I, I, I've come back around on it.
0: This is Jake Schwartz, magician right here. So, Jake, thanks again. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Chuck. I want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this podcast. And I truly mean it when I say thank you. It's because of all of you out there and you specifically that keep me motivated, keep me going and keep me doing this. If you have an idea, suggestion, or you want to be a guest, please let me know. And remember, if you're not subscribing, please subscribe. And it also helps if you leave a comment The more comments I get, the more positive comments I get, no matter where you're listening to the podcast, it helps with all the algorithms. So again, thank you kindly. This is Chuck Tuck. Until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.